There must be something in there that's absolutely vital that we've got to unlock with each other, for each other, and around each other in communities. And it's key if you go around the world, isn't it? I mean, I'm working in lots of different countries at the moment. I work in education in southeast London. That keeps me rooted to the floor, absolutely. I do year 11 to year 14, so 15 to 19-year-old teenagers. And I'm grappling with the areas that they're thinking about. What's their future? How are they going to unlock their potential? How are we going to grow them into the kind of young guys who want to do something that's useful on our planet, that's contributing to making it a better place to live, which is what we're about, isn't it? If we're not after, I was just watching this guy over here. I didn't realise there's loads of... Is this spontaneous kind of community gardens? It's fantastic, isn't it? Looks like they're coming in towards here at any moment now. So that's brilliant. He was spraying that hose with a lot of vigour this morning straight over towards this window. So whatever. People doing stuff like that, saying, you know, we'd like a bit of stuff around here, a bit of green. It's a great place to live, but it could be a better place to live. So the Holy Spirit is much to do with that area. It's, It's all about doing something that has a practical transforming reality which is why the Holy Spirit has that word in that passage, actually, that was just read this morning, that Verena read. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, quoting Isaiah, anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to unlock, to release those who are bound up, tied up together. And there's loads of different ways you can think about that. You can talk about physically, you can talk about spiritually, you can talk about emotionally, you can talk about mentally. There's all kinds of different ways. That word is the word release, to be in liberty. But there's different words I want to use this morning. But I'm going to play you a video first. Is there sound on here? Is this okay? Yeah. I'm going to play you a little video. I'm going to tell you where it comes from. And I want you to just think as you're watching this video, what's coming into my head? Kind of a very creative video. But just think about it when I play it to you. Yep, it's very, very slow moving. Here we go. Don't worry, it's not vital, it has sound there, but...
Okay, so what comes to mind? Diversity. Sorry? Diversity. Diversity. Hope. Hope. Different, Change. Same. Difference but the same. Yeah. Challenges. Challenges, absolutely, yeah. Hope. Sorry? Hope. Hope, yeah. Relationships. Relationships, very much a part of that. Possibilities, yeah. Flourishing. Hey? Flourishing. Flourishing, yeah, that's a really good word. Somebody said something over here? Opportunities. Opportunities, yeah. Interesting, it's a white room, isn't it? It's a blank canvas. Something we're going to write on very, very clearly. Put things on. Giving us that opportunity. You know, the whole kind of history, I've played this once before, but let me just remind you of it. The whole history and connection that God's put us into has that element to it. We start in a garden. We move from organic gardening. God's saying, we'll place you in a space, a kind of blank canvas, but it's filled with lots of interesting things. Do something with it. Create, develop. And then later on, as Jesus lands on the planet, God himself puts his feet on the ground. He said, well, if you're connected to that vine... You're connecting to that same root. You got disconnected at the beginning, but I'm going to reconnect you. If you get reconnected to it, then you will be fruitful. Your life will be fruitful. It will be like a tree floating around bearing fruit of all different kinds. Some bananas, oranges, melons. What do you like? Sorry? Pineapples. A pineapple lady here. Available after this morning, there will be pineapples coming out of a bag, her life, her whole framework. Because we bear fruit because we're connected to the vine. Not because we are great, fantastic people suddenly where we produce all this stuff. But when we start to connect into a good God and a good life and sit on the planet in the way that we should do, things start to happen in our life that affect and change things like that organic gardening outside. And then Paul goes on in Galatians and said, but the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is that you be love, joy, peace. Those things then have an outworking. That we're peaceful people to be around, hopefully. <laughs> that we're releasing a little bit of love where we are. That there's joy. There's a freedom. There's a patience. And they become characteristics of God manifesting, working out of our lives as individuals and communities all over the place, all over the planet in different ways. I was in Bangladesh a few months ago. Difficult place to live. 160 million people in a place probably twice the size of Wales. Complex, big cities. I was in Dhaka. Dhaka. If you think driving is fun in Woolwich, you want to go to Dhaka, man. Seriously. I went with this couple of guys from Hong Kong on their motorbike and there were at least three or four people on the motorbike. (laughs) In fact, their eight-year-old boy, who's so used to arriving there, the the dad was driving, and I was trying to persuade him that it wasn't good to overtake a lorry on the outside of a flyover. (laughs) On a blind bend. (laughs) And the eight-year-old boy is just having a chat with me. He's turning around saying, well, you know, in Dakar, we're doing... I said, I don't really worry what you're doing in Dakar at the moment. I think, let's just concentrate on the road. And, you know, there's a couple of other people on the motorbike. We're having a picnic. We're just relaxing as we're going at about 50 miles an hour through the traffic. You know how it is. That's not quite even London sort of driving standards, is it? 
Some of you are used to it, I know, in Lagos. Which is that you create the road as you go in Lagos, don't you? There isn't actually a specified way to go along the road. You just say, I'm going to create a whole new path here. And I'm going to go along that direction. And where I'm going, the car is going with me. I remember this guy driving through the edge of kind of North Lagos one day. And I said, where are we going? And he said, we're going through the market. And when he said through the market, he really meant through the market. And we're going through these things. And I'm saying, I'm sure that market store doesn't like us driving down. And he said, yeah, I said, it's okay, call it. This is Lagos. This is what we do in Lagos. Organic gardening releases something else, though, natural connections. Because Jesus has an amazing thing. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. So he's saying that the roots of it was a temple and a place and God put a, a whole statue of things which people came to and it was called the temple, the gathering place, the Old Testament. But he said, now that temple is you. It's your lives, it's your communities. It's a thing called the church. And out of there is going to flow life, water, just like that guy firing his hose over this morning. It's like God saying, but not out of me, but through me in that river that's coming from God, out of your lives is going to throw those buckets of water. Imagine it going around the neighbourhood like this. Excuse me. I'd actually quite like to do that around my area, yeah. Particularly on a hot day. How are you doing today? Great. Or with a hose. Excuse me, let me just hose you down this morning with this river that I've got in my hand. And in a way, that's exactly what it's like. A spring of water and life. Or maybe it's like this. We're feeling this connection, which is God saying, you know, just like the natural world, there is a release, isn't there? And that whole release is something that God wants to do. I'd love to be able to do this just straight down the hill in Woolwich, wouldn't you? Just suddenly take off. Let's, you know, driving, too low-key. Let's just fly. And that whole sense of gliding, of flying, of moving, is something that we often dream and look about. And even Shakespeare should have written it like that. He should have said this, to fly or not to fly, that is the question. (laughs) Because if we can take off, if we can get going, if we can release what it is that God is unlocking in our potential then perhaps we can unlock a few other things in the planet, which is what it's about. And it doesn't matter your shape, your size, your background, your culture. Those can pull us back, or we can get free of those things and say they're going to be a plus for the future. And multiculturalism in London is just the most amazing gift on the planet, isn't it? Fantastic. There is nothing better than mixing everyone up together and saying, we've got to work this out, guys. That's the way it works in Christianity. But we've got places to unlock place right at the heart of the Middle East where God himself put his feet is still divided. Community between different plates. North India and the Ganges, that's still a divided community. Where you've got Hindu, you've got Muslim trying to work things out there on the Ganges. Here in North Korea, very controversial. In a particular political domain, caught themselves in an area of life. But that is the verses which we read this morning. I know you're going to use those, but there you go. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. But with it comes a whole load of things. And I want to talk a little bit, just for a few minutes, about one or two of those things. Here's one of the most famous statues in the world. I know it's a Sunday morning and we're putting statues up like that. But this is a classical statue, ladies and gentlemen. Classical statue. Anybody know what it is? 
The Kiss. Rodin's The Kiss. One of the famous sculptures. You can find it in Paris, in the little gardens off the main streets of Paris. And it's a kiss. You probably know the one called The Thinker, you know, where he goes like that. Okay, that's his most famous. But this is the second most famous. And it's Pasha. It might be a little bit sensual, whatever else. But it's a statue at the end of the day. But it's trying to evoke something about the sort of relationships, not just in a sensual way there, but the sort of relationships that are deep, that are connected, that are, we are part of humanity, male and female getting together, which is why I'm still asking you when you get married, <laughs> making sure we got the dates. <laughs> Man and woman with God. That was the beginning scenario, Genesis chapter 2. Right there at the beginning. And with it came a whole set of things. It wasn't just about that, but it was also about Jesus Christ with the Father. So God is wrapping things around according to relationships on the planet. And remember in Luke chapter 3, when Jesus was being baptised, thinking about baptism for a minute. When Jesus was being baptised, it says he looked up to heaven and prayed, and the Holy Spirit came down as well. And it's like the Holy Spirit wrapped around the relationship between the Father and the Son. and said, this is good. This is the kind of relationship that you guys want on the planet, that you need on the planet, between male and female, between communities, between there's no Jew, no Greek, slave, no free, Parthian, Parthian nor Scythian, <laughs> as in the terms of the day. In other words, the opposing communities starting to get that stuff broken down and beginning to work things out together. That's got to be the territory of the church. So in those relationships, there's also this. A new creation, 1 Corinthians 2.10, that the Spirit of God searches the heart of God and searches the heart of man so that deep calls unto deep. So the deep things of the human nature touch the deep things of God. So the Holy Spirit is releasing the character and personality and even the thinking of God. What God thinks capturing your thoughts. You know in those amazing moments where you just have a, a ding, a bit of revelation. Woo, I just had an interesting thought. You ever had one of those? Occasionally. <laughs> On the 37 bus. <laughs> As you're going into work and thinking, this bus is taking quite a while, I better have a thought. <laughs> and suddenly you go, woo, that's interesting. Where did that come from? And scientists put it down to this, and mathematicians put it down to that, and they call it a place of inspiration, a, port, a place where I got a vision. But even Einstein, he says, I, you know, um, he doesn't call himself a Christian, but he said there just seems to be something deeper in the universe than matter itself. That when you unlock it, you bump into it, and it gives you a thought, an inspiration, a possibility for something different or new. That is what we're talking about here. But not only new creation, but Christ and his church. He said it's like a marriage. But actually marriage is just a kind of small shadow of what the real thing is. Christ and the church. Eventually this whole church of all the nations gathering together and connecting to Jesus. And there's almost like a relationship that's like a man and a woman getting together. A phenomenal depth in that relationship. And the Holy Spirit is pulling those things together with love, joy and peace being the foundations. Imagine a city formed on love, joy and peace. What a place to live. But just imagine if it starts to break out more into community. We get signs of it. I mean, I know the Olympics was a funny time, 
But it's kind of interesting that there just seemed to be a... I don't know why we're so joyful about people running around tracks, but anyway, whatever it was. <laughs> There's something... I think it was all the nations coming together and being in London and creating a buzz. And Westfield Shopping Centre is all right, but, you know, it's not the greatest place on earth to get excited. But I think the stewards and people were excited about this flow of people coming past them from the planet thinking... This is amazing. They're all gathering in one place. And okay, it's a cheer on a few people running around tracks. But there was something like a mirror of that spontaneous, releasing joy that comes with the Holy Spirit. And with it, you can just add to those relationship things two other things. I'll just throw in very quickly. The depth of God in 1 Corinthians 2, touching the depth of man, but the desire of God to live with Mankind, Behold, the dwelling place of God, the living place of God, is with man forever. God does not have a plan B on this. He does not have a plan B saying, do you know what? I don't think I'll come and take up the idea of living with mankind. I think I'll go and do something else. There is no plan B. No indication through scripture, no indication out of history, no indication from background that God's desire is to live with mankind. And he's going to help and make and work towards that particular mandate happening. Which is why he put his own feet on the earth in Jesus Christ and said, I'm going to make sure that it can happen. I'm going to give a model and a way and a lifestyle and a connection that is my own personality. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Beautifully human, wonderfully divine. And then he sends the Holy Spirit down to bring that together, to form it back in the relationship in the Trinity that is so deep, so powerful, that it invades the very nature of the planet itself. But it's very important then that we see that Holy Spirit unlocking that relationship. And I'm just going to use a word just in the last few minutes that I want you to get a hold of. It's a tiny little word in the Greek in the New Testament. And it's the word called luo. L-U-O. It doesn't quite look like that when you look at the Greek. But look what it means to break, broken down, to destroy things which are not good, to loose, putting an end to, to release, to remove, to take off, to unbind, to untie. It's that sense of... Unlocking, untying, loosing, letting go. And it has multiple meanings. One of which is breaking the chains that hold us back from being the kind of people that we should be. Let me look at the context in there so you can see where it's used in different parts of the Bible. Loosing. As Lazarus comes out of the tomb. It's great that he's got raised from the dead after being dead for four days. I always say it must have been interesting having a conversation with him at dinner the next day. You know when you have dinner with someone, you say, what were you doing yesterday? (laughs) And Lazarus said, well, I was dead. What were you doing? (laughs) It's kind of a bit of a conversation stopper and starter, isn't it? Yeah. What were you doing? Well, I was dead for a few days, but I I feel okay today. Things seem to be going okay. So far tonight. And there's something about that which is absolutely mind-blowing and yet very straightforward. I love the way that Jesus seems to be kind of nothing different between the things that are happening. So Lazarus got up, let's have something to eat. He's just been asleep for a few days. 
Well, it seemed a bit more dramatic, Jesus, than that. What did Jesus ask them to do? Untie him, unbind him, let him go. So we're working with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, to unbind things, to untie things in different parts of the earth. To unlock things that are going on. And it seems very profound and yet it's very straightforward. In Ephesians, he's broken down the dividing wall of hostility. Well, okay, that's a fantastic phrase. What does it mean? It means where the Jew and the Greek, the opposing elements, start to work in community together. It's incredibly and profoundly deep and also incredibly challenging and powerful. Because that hostility has been there for generations. Even the Samaritans and the Jews, 700 years of hostility. So there's something incredibly deep in Revelation. See him who loves us and has freed us from our sins. So it's as big as untying us from all the rubbish that we've got into, disconnected from God, and saying, I want to let that go by my very blood and nature. It's the same word, luo, to loose, to untie, to forgive, to put us into a whole new realm. So it can have all of those meanings. And even this one in Peter God raised Peter up, Jesus up, having freed him from death because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. So here's the thing. It can go all the way from a simple meaning of untying a donkey to the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. That's the word luo. And the reason I want to put those two incredibly extreme contrasts is that Jesus kind of puts them on the same platform. Is it more difficult to untie a donkey than raise someone from the dead when the Holy Spirit's involved. And so what they're doing and what the New Testament is doing by using that word is trying to say there are little things and they're seemingly big things, but they're connected in the same root. This unlocking, untying, breaking that the Holy Spirit does can seem very small and insignificant, but has incredibly big effects. And it spans that whole contrast between those words. So if I put it up there, you can see it. Resurrection is the defeat of death, the reconciling of hostile parties, the raising from the tomb, the healing of the sick, the restoration of the outcast, the forgiveness of sins. Luo starts off meaning loosing a donkey, but ends up with all of these things as well. Remember the donkey they loosed for Jesus to ride into Jerusalem? I love the phrase... Unfortunately, they use it in Peckham quite a lot. The Lord has need of it. And they sort of walk off with people's cars and things in their houses. They say, the Lord has need of it. <laughs> but you know the feeling. And I'm sure in Woolies this morning, they, they're walking in the church and they say, the Lord has need of these things. You guys are sitting here in church and you've got a few goodies out there and we'll, we'll just distribute them around the area. I don't know how he explained that one. I mean, you know, the Lord has need of your donkey. I mean, was it just a temporary roam? Was it renting sort of situation? Was it sort of low-key? I really don't know. There's some phrases in some areas in the Bible which seem... And you can look into the kind of New Testament of renting donkeys and all those sorts of things you can go into, historical backgrounds. There are just some things in there which are quite remarkable and a part of this kingdom that Jesus is. And you know what? When you start to get into that mentality... People start doing it. Shop owners saying, do you know what? You're doing a great thing here. I'm just going to give you a load of stuff. I remember some guys doing some stuff on the streets in Dublin recently. 
In fact, it was just south of Dublin. And they decided to pray, and like you guys have done many times before, for all the shop owners and for the area, and just pray for people as they went past on the streets. Be consistent every day over a period of time. And they just kept doing it at all times of the day. And eventually the, the person owning the flower shop said, you guys are amazing. And they said, we'd like to give out some flowers to the public. Well, I suppose you're supposed to sell the flowers. No, we'd just like to give a few away. We kind of feel what you're doing is really good. And eventually she became a follower of Jesus because she thought, I, I want to give my life away now because this stuff is so amazing. And then one shop after another, they thought, well, I'd like to donate this towards something. Are oh, you doing an event this weekend? Well, why don't you have a load of my stuff that I'm doing down here? And suddenly you think, whoa, hold on a second. Everyone's loosing this, this generosity around them. You know how that spirit builds? We know it, don't we, in communities? You start doing something in your street in the area and we says, whoa, I'm feeling a bit miserable. Yeah, I should do that as well. It's catching loosing. When you loose things, it catches. When you let things go, it's a catching area. So I want us to just think about that for a few minutes as we finish this morning. And maybe in some areas that you want to pray and think through. We worship just for a few minutes before we finish. But there's also a little song I want to play. I don't know if this, we can get this going. Whether it's just a connection probably in here. It maybe just doesn't go in far enough. I could probably put my microphone on there or something like that anyway. i do something like that. just want to play you this song. It's a Martin Smith. Any of you know um, Les Isaacs? Okay, so Les Isaacs' son is Jake Isaacs. Jake is a really fantastic worship leader, but also... Yeah, we'll put it on there. That's brilliant. Um, Worship leader, but also he's been writing songs. So this is a song I think they put together. was him and Martin Smith. Have you heard of Martin Smith? The lyrics? Okay, so they put the song together. It's just called Break Every Chain. I think they did it at Soul Survivor thing. You probably know the song. You've done it here. Okay, brilliant. So I'm going to play it, and then maybe as a band here, these guys, but they, they pick up everything. Man, what's your name, bass player? Tosse. Tosse. What a laid-back bass player. Isn't it all bass players just kind of... But this guy, he's doing that... I am a bass player, so I was watching him very, very carefully. I mean, that's seriously cool and very laid back. Kind of take you home, please. Hang out on the streets of Peckham, yeah, with a bass. All you need is a bass guitar in Peckham. That's all you need. If you do that on a kind of Sunday, you'll have a crowd around you. I'm going to definitely lose him on the roof of my car. could be amazing. So, we want opportunity to let go to loose, to unlock, to untie things this morning. And I think it's an opportunity for us to do that. We're here to help each other in the Holy Spirit. There's not one person, you know, he's the person, she's the person. That Yeah, we carry different gifts, different anointings to help each other. But we've got to help each other as a body. Let's just play this first and then we'll sing it together as a congregation as well. I'll just put a few visuals to it as well, just to kind of help it along. Just on there. Break these chains. Break these chains. Good. 
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time, or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week. And God bless.